You're listening to Retail Refined, a market scale podcast with me, Melissa Gonzalez. Hello, everyone. Melissa Gonzalez from Retail Refined. We're continuing with you live from NRF 2020. I have with me now Chris Georgian, who is the founder and chief architect of Topple. So excited to dive in with him about what Topple does and also the impact they're making in the fashion world and sustainability. So why don't you start with telling the audience a little bit more about Topple? Yeah, absolutely. So Topple is a blockchain company, and we sit at the intersection of um, sustainability and really kind of deep technology and innovation. Fundamentally, we exist because there's not enough trust in the world. As consumers, we don't know if we can trust product claims. We don't know if they're even true. We don't know if our morning coffee relied on slave labor or something like that. So really, we exist to bring more transparency, more verifiability to all the products that we consume every single day. So a big focus is fashion yes. for you, right? And the fashion industry has been changing, right? Fashion week isn't what it used to be. No, the cycles of, of how clothing comes out has changed. As that continues to evolve and shorten, what does that mean for the possibility of sustainability in the industry? Absolutely. So there's a lot of different areas where I think, you know, the fashion industry is really changing its approach to ESG. Uh, but when we're talking about shorter time to delivery, shorter supply chains, what we're really getting to see is a lot less waste. I think the number is right now about 30% of textiles or apparel end up in uh, landfills, simply because by the time you know you place the order, 18 months later, the demand is different, the trends are different. As you get that down to weeks, you're reducing the waste. You're maybe even reducing the uh, transportation um, kind of cost or overhead, and therefore like reducing carbon emissions. So that shortening translates to less waste, less carbon. And that's what we're excited about. Absolutely. Um, and then, I mean, if you think about it with Instagram and all the social media tools, I mean, trends are just fleeting. They're, they're evolving so yes. quickly. So um, one of the measures you talked about was ESG. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit more about that, how you track it and what, what the possibilities are as brands get a better handle of understanding the impact of that? Yeah, absolutely. So to kind of understand maybe first where Topple sits in that overall ecosystem. And really what we do is we act as an enabling technology, kind of underpinning different platforms. So we're actually here at the show with uh, one of our partners, Mercado Labs, mm -hmm. and it's our blockchain that underpins that. But then we'll work with uh, IoT groups or other kind of uh, ESG analytics companies to help secure their data. And what we've really found is different ESG metrics work better or worse for uh, different industries or different products. We think it's kind of been a bit of a mistake to just try to come up with like one set of ESG standards and impose it on everyone. Because your supply chain is different than another company's supply chain. And so that contextualization is very important. Um, and so that's kind of been our approach in saying, you know, what's best here, what's best there, and allowing everyone to optimize for whatever their vision of ESG is. Because really there's no one right answer for that. One of the other things around this, I mean, I think it's great that you're working with custom uh, with with brands. I've noticed in some of the work we've done with brands, a lot of them are proactively creating councils, like Gen Z councils, yes. um, because they're really pushing the agenda forward. That this is a topic we need to invest in and care about. What is your What are your thoughts around Gen Z and the impact that they're having um, with the industry? Absolutely. So, looking to Gen Z, I guess the first thing I will say is. I'm going to take a little bit of credit back as a younger millennial. Uh -huh. <laughs> I think some of these trends kind of slowly started building, but, you know, they've really amplified and gone crazy these last few years. I think what it is is 
People are starting to, you know, move their feet in the direction of ESG. People are voting more with their wallets. And, you know, simply different things matter. A lot of, you know, the brands that existed on just their reputation or the name forever, and that was just kind of enough to coast through, that's being challenged. And it's a question of, you know, not only what are you producing, but what is the impact you're producing in the world? And I think we're really starting to see brands respond to that. I think we're starting to see, you know, just because there was so much supply chain and economic just stress and weirdness around the pandemic, I think yeah. a lot of that is almost even causing a reset. Um, and I think we're just going to see an amplification of that and kind of a slingshot effectively over the next few years to, to move that forward. I think we're going to see new brands. I think we're going to see brands built around, you know, equity and inclusion or built around the environment. And those are probably going to become the new differentiators. And that's going to be a bigger part. It's not just like on the side thing, like, you know, you have a company, it's got its identity and just like does this little ESG thing on the side. I think we're going to see that move more and more to the front. And like how people identify brands, they want to relate to them. They're trying to signal what's valuable to them, what's important to them. And I think brands are going to be responding to that. So what brands do you think are kind of moving the industry forward? So we see a lot of, uh, you know, turnover there, you know, in the sense that there's some bigger, older, more established brands that kind of exist in that direction. Um, but then also we see a lot on the on the newer side. So Cotopaxi is a company that, you know, we've kind of, as an ethical company, we've kind of been sourcing like all of our swag from there. I think, you know, Tom Shoes going back a few years was really one of the leaders in this. And especially that idea of building almost that entire identity around ESG positive impact. Um, and so those are kind of some of the things that we're seeing. But it'll definitely be more and more. Being run on Web3, right? Mm -hmm. What role do you see Web3 playing in the future of retail and looking at sustainability tokenization? Absolutely. So when we think about Web3, we really think of cutting off the places to hide. Um, so obviously, as we're moving towards ESG, people talk about greenwashing. You know, we have to be worried. These claims are great. It's great that identities are shifting in that direction, but it's a lot less great if none of it's true. Yeah. Uh, so we definitely kind of see blockchain and Web3 being used to make that data immutable, make sure that data is not being forged. But we also see I think Web3 contributing to more um, identification with brands. As we get into, you know, the metaverse and things like that, there's just more opportunity for brands and consumers to engage, hopefully in more authentic ways, ways that, you know, more closely align with, you know, Gen Z and these ESG forward values. So we definitely see it on the uh, preventing greenwashing side, but also that consumer engagement. Uh, I know there was a metaverse talk actually earlier yeah. today as well. So I think that'll be a big Web3 topic for retail over the next 18 months or so. No, absolutely. It's definitely a top of conversation. So um, before we go, because the audience isn't here live, um, okay. if they were to go to your booth and the mm -hmm. partnership you have downstairs with Mercado, what, what would we be experiencing? Yeah, so what you'd be experiencing is really, you know, concrete demonstrations and, you know, real-world value applications of how this technology can take fashion supply chains from 18 months to, I think we're down with our partner public habit, to 25 days. 25 days from an order being placed, the manufacturing process being started, and it being delivered either to a retailer or a consumer. And I think those uh, kind of concrete use cases is really important because we're all super excited. We're all super visionary about what we can imagine the future being. Uh, but again, sometimes seeing it in action can be uh, quite helpful and also quite motivating. It's nice to see when uh, these visions are realized. No, absolutely. Well, I think there's a lot 
more, you know, ahead of us as far as commitments that brands can make to kind of live the promises that they're putting out into the world around sustainability. Absolutely. And like you said, we're seeing more and more evidence that consumers are willing to, they're putting their dollars behind those bets and they're expecting brands to do more than just put out a statement. They want yes. to see action. Yes. So the more that your platform helps brands understand what those possibilities are, yeah. the further we will be to getting there. So thank you so much for spending time with us today and explaining more to the audience about Topol. Again, everybody, um, this is Chris Georgian, founder and chief architect at Topol.